the Bible Study Podcast, Episode 59. This is the eighth of a series of episodes about the Book of Romans called Christianity 101. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Without much ado, we'll jump right into Romans 6, which is where we left ourselves last week. Paul continues in Romans 6 and says this, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Again, Paul gets back to this theme of grace. That is, that we didn't earn this reconciliation with God, but it was accomplished by Jesus. It was a free gift. It was at Christ's expense. Some people remember grace as being God's riches at Christ's expense. But it is a free gift. Grace is when you get something you don't deserve. And so, as he gets back to that, some people have actually accused Paul of saying, you're saying that it doesn't matter what we do, and therefore we can do what we like. Peter, in First Peter, mentions Paul's writings and says that people have accused Paul of saying that, have misunderstood him, have put words in his mouth. And so Paul gets to this question and says, so we've been saved by grace. Should we continue sinning so that we can have more grace? He says, no, 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 no. We've died to sin. How can we live it any longer? And then he starts this analogy on baptism. The symbology of baptism, and in Paul's time, certainly in the early church, our understanding is that baptism would be an immersion baptism. And so there was this symbol of going under the water and coming out something new, that you were drowning the old man. And so he says we are baptized into Christ's death, that by baptism we are joined through Christ into his death on the cross, that it is that act that seals the covenant where he says then, I'll take upon you what you have done and pay the price for that. And so he says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. Okay, then if we're dead, as Christ was raised from the dead, then we too were raised from the dead, that we're tied with Jesus through baptism, and that the idea is then that we too should be living a new life. And then he continues on, if we have been united with him like this in death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. One of the tricks with slavery is, in general, you are a slave until you die. But at the time which you died, that bond is broken. And Paul is using that analogy to say, so we were slaves to sin, but that when that bond is broken in death, that obligation is paid, then we rise with Christ something new, something different. That our old self is crucified with Christ so that we don't have to be still that slave to sin, so we don't have to continue in the ways that we were. 
Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And I'll continue on. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under law, but under grace. So the analogy here again is Christ died and can't die again, that he died and sin died with him, our sin died with him, and he lives and he lives to God. So we also then, as we live, should live to God. And we should present ourselves, therefore, to God. We shouldn't offer the parts of our body to sin. We shouldn't offer our lives to sin, our thoughts to sin. That we shouldn't be about that which is no longer pertaining to this life, but to that old life, the other side of baptism. And then he goes on to say, don't be instruments of wickedness. What is an instrument of wickedness? A tool So don't be someone who is working for that which we have died to. Instead, we should be instruments of righteousness. We should be tools of righteousness. We should be about the work of God and his righteousness, making things right with him. For sin is not our master. And again, this going back to that analogy from the last chapter of the law, we're no longer under this set of rules, but we are under grace But sin should no longer be our master. Again, that bond that we had to sin has been broken when we died with Christ. And then he wraps up the chapter and says, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey? whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that, though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves, just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So Paul gets back to that point that he's been accused of. He's been accused of saying that we are saved by grace and therefore it doesn't matter what we do. Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? No, by no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone to obey him as a slave, you are slaves to the one whom whom you obey? 
We don't use the term slave much. Unfortunately, it's not something that we are familiar with except out of the history books. But it was a reality in Paul's day that there were people who were property. There were people who did not have their own free will, that they were subject to the authority of someone else as a slave. And he's saying, don't you know that when you obey the things that are from that old life, that life is the other side of Jesus' death and our baptism, which ties us to that, you know, why do you keep offering yourselves as the slaves? Why would you be freed and go back willingly to slavery? That is something that is unthinkable. There aren't a lot of occasions where you would expect someone to be set free and then reach out their hands to put the shackles back on. But he's saying when we offer ourselves in obedience to sin, that is what we're doing. And he says, where is that leading? Is sin something that is good for us? Is it something that ultimately does long-term good for us? Does gluttony make us healthier? Does lust improve our relationships? Does pride make us better people if we're boastful? Does hatred build us up? He's saying, no, all of those things tear us down. All of those things lead to death. Why would you go back to that? Thanks be to God, you used to be slaves to sin, now wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you are entrusted. You've been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. And that's a weird picture for us, this idea that we would give our will over to righteousness in some fashion. He says, I put it in human terms because you're weak in your natural selves. He says, you're having trouble understanding this, so I'm trying to put it simply. And he said, just the same way you offered yourselves as slaves to impurity, just the same way you were obedient to impurity, so now be obedient to righteousness, which leads to holiness. So he doesn't say that we start out holy, that we start out separated for God's use, that we start off free of sin. But he said, this is a path that leads to something better. So the sin leads to death, and this leads to holiness. This leads to being right with God. And you notice a couple times in here he said that it leads to, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. Not that we're necessarily going to get there, but we're on that path. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift again, emphasizing that grace, is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Paul is really saying here that there is a choice. That even after we are saved, even after we are reunited with God through what Jesus did, then we need to offer ourselves in obedience to the one who saves us. You may have heard the story of people who, because their life has been saved by someone, say, I am now your servant because you've saved me. I owe you my life. That's the picture that Paul is drawing here, that our life is better in service to this person. It leads to a better place and leads away from this life of sin, which led to death. And that's where we'll wrap up Romans 6. Come back next week, and we'll continue on with Romans 7. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? 
If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.